Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with Misty Buck, but first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support of Wednesday Wisdom. Final Forms is the industry leader in forms and registration, but Final Forms is a lot more than that. Final Forms is a team. It's technology and it provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility. It has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can help with team communication, with attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this using secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to uh, talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. One more time, that's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. There's always been analytics, but there's a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit them. You want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Uh, athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes that really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials. And then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your student athletes or your parents, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thank you to Sideline Interactive. Their indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales 
at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments by going to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. And we want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your school by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom. Uh, this time we're visiting with one of our regulars, Misty Buck. She uh, is just so many things. She's a uh, professional, uh, you know, mental health coach. She's an author, the athlete mental health playbook. Uh, she's a blogger. She's a writer. She's a speaker. She's uh, a, a TV host. Uh, she does it all. And, and we're very fortunate to have her part of our team. Misty Buck, welcome back to Wednesday Wisdom. Oh my God. Thank you so much for, for having me again. I don't know why you guys keep wanting to hear from me, but I'm happy to continue to show up. <laughs> for those of you that might be first time listeners or you haven't, um, um, you know, if Misty Buck's name is not familiar with you, I really encourage you to yeah, go to LinkedIn and, and look at the things that she does. She is being very, uh, very modest. Uh, she is impactful on a number of levels. And again, we're very fortunate to have her, but let's go and dive in. Um, you know, we were talking uh, before we started recording uh, about uh, athletes, and um, I'm probably going to butcher this, but uh, learning to manage or control their emotions. Um, you know, what, uh, what do you have for us on that topic? Yeah, so that's a really big topic, right? And I think the reason this is really important is because when you take a step back and you look at this it, emotional intelligence, emotions and all those kind of things, I think a lot of people just take for granted that we have emotions and we know what they are and we're in touch with them because it's honestly, it's as much as part of life is breathing, right? Because they, it's just part of being human. It exists, it just as, it's part of the experience. But I think that the, you know, I, I kind of draw this analogy of like, it's like breathing, you know, you don't really think about it, you know, it's just there. But like, if you were to have a problem breathing, you would immediately notice and do something about it, right? Whereas your emotions, it's a lot easier to bury that down. It's a lot easier to hide it. It's a, you may not even realize what's going on. And a lot of that is due to first and foremost, developing emotional intelligence. And a piece of that is understanding what you're feeling and when you're feeling it and being able to, here's a key, name your emotions. I think not many people are taught how to do that. It's not taught in, for the most part, locker rooms. It's not taught, really taught in schools. 
Um, it's not even taught in a lot of homes because again, we're all just kind of like going about our business and it's not like, let's talk about what that feeling really is, right? Like who takes the time to do that? So not many of us, if we're being honest. So um, I think that's the big piece is, is the first, before you can manage your emotions, you need to understand what they are and be able to get comfortable with them, name them, know what pushes those buttons and know what they feel like. So that then you know how to proceed with managing them better. Yeah. Well, let, let's go and jump right in with both feet and uh, and see what happens here. You know, as uh, you know, going through my career is you know you know right out of college, you know, teaching, coaching, you know, becoming a head coach way before I was ready to be a head coach. Uh, you know that expression, "You don't know what you don't know," uh, certainly applied to me. Uh, learning, getting a little bit smarter, then becoming an athletic director and, you know, you know, making those rookie AD mistakes. And finally, by the time I'm in my 40th or 41st year, uh, you know, I, I think I've got a pretty good handle on things. So, um, but going back to this idea of emotions uh, as a young coach, and even maybe as an older coach, uh, I think I did a pretty good job, but there were also moments I can see them. And certainly my former athletes can tell you about them where, you know, my emotions were, you know, out of control uh, for an event, you know, a, a play happens, you know, a, a referee, you name it. Uh, and, you know, as coaches, we would always tell our kids, you know, you know, don't worry about it, forget about it, move on to the next play. Uh, but as the leader, you know, you know, in this case, you know, I wasn't modeling, you know, that, that best behavior. So let's take that coach uh, of, you know, maybe five, six years, they're not a rookie, but uh, they've been involved for a while, you know, what's a process for them, you know, how can they do a better job coaching their kids, and a better job of coaching themselves uh, by getting a handle on their emotions. Uh, I know that's a very simplistic question, but uh, can you help us? Can you help me? So, you know, I, I love this. I love this topic. And I think the place to start is before you can help your players, you have to first understand yourself, where you're at, and to your point, how to manage those emotions, because when you model that, right, your players are going to pick up on that way more. So we know, like growing up, like your parents do, as I say, not as I do, and you're like, yeah, yeah, like that, how well did that ever work? So <laughs> when you're able to model these things, so even when we get back to, when we talk about things like self-care and we talk about things like opening up and asking for help, when we talk about things like why are kids having such a hard time with making mistakes? There's not one place of, of blame, certainly, but I think it's important to take a look and say, for example, can I admit when I made a mistake, right? And that's tough for a coach because you got to lead the team. You gotta, you don't want them questioning you, right? Like there's all these different things that come into that, but can you in significant moments say, you know what, like for instance, that, that momentum swing at the end of the quarter was my fault because I didn't call the right place. Something like that, right? Just for an example. So that then it's, it's okay for your players to understand, oh, you know what, like I'm, I'm not perfect either right it gives them permission to do that and I think the same thing goes for your emotions so what does that mean does that mean you have to be emotionless absolutely not you're not a robot plain and simple right so 
But if you're somebody who like, I'm visualizing my dad right now, used to like take his hat off. This was his famous thing and throw it on the ground. Like we were just, we would just wait for him to do that every game because <laughs> he just would be so passionate, right? It was like this, this awesome thing to watch. Um, but I think if you could really find a way to, again, to model and use tools to help yourself be like, okay, let me, I'm, I'm upset right now. I'm mad. I don't like that call, for example. And I'm going to let the ref know about it. But then I'm going to come back to my team and be like, all right, you know what? Like, I don't like the way that this happened, but I'm not going to let that get me out of my game as a coach. So um, let's take a couple deep breaths right here. Let's regroup and let's focus and center on what our job is right now. So I think like that's kind of a, an example in game. How realistic is that? I don't know, depending on your individual circumstances, but it takes practice, right? right? I'm a big fan of mindfulness. I'm a big fan of meditation. You have to train for these things, the way that you train to learn plays, the way that you train to like run faster, to do all these other things. You have, your, your mind is just this huge muscle that we neglect and we don't train, but you can train yourself again to understand your emotions, hear your emotions, and learn how to pause before you react. And that doesn't just happen like this. I mean, you got to train it and you got to work at it. Yeah. I mean, as I was listening to you, um, I was thinking back to, you know, my transition from coaching to being an AD. And now as an athletic director, I'm seeing coaches uh, run the gamut of the emotional response, you know, calm and controlled, you know, very mindful to, you know, clones of me you know, that would, you know, explode and yell and scream, um, you know, probably when they shouldn't. And, you, you know, nothing annoys you more than someone that reminds you of yourself. And so why is that so true? It's yeah. so true. And so <laughs> I, I remember, you know, over the years, you know, working with coaches and just, you know, say, hey, you know, when that happens, you just got to move on next play. And particularly in football, you know, I'd be down the sidelines, just kind of lurking in the background. Uh, and if that moment came up and, you know, maybe, you know, you know, Hey, referee or something like that, I would just say, Hey, move on, you know, next play. Yeah. Uh, and then we talk like, about it after the game in a, in, in a very positive way. And I'd say, Hey, I, you really did a good job, uh, you know, moving on. And, uh, remember the coach, the assistant coaches, they're watching you, the kids are watching you and had some good success with that in kind of that, you know, sage mentor, on the sidelines, but I'm intrigued by, you know, what you talked about, um, you know, the meditation and, you know, mindfulness exercises, uh, even at this stage in my career slash life, um, haven't been able and really haven't tried uh, to embrace those activities, which would probably be very helpful. So what's a good entry level uh, mindfulness activity that not me, but a cynical coach who's listening right now uh, could embrace and, and hopefully make themselves better, including me. Including you. So the first place that I always like to, that I always suggest beginning is there is a book that is called The Mindful Athlete written by George Mumford. I don't remember if I've ever shared it on your show before. I actually have a copy right here. I keep it nearby. So he is an amazing individual. He was roommates with Dr. J in college and when he played basketball and went through his own journey and eventually like hit rock bottom 
found mindfulness and through not on purpose, it just sort of is how things happened for him, was introduced to Phil Jackson. And then he brought mindfulness to the Lakers, to Kobe. He worked very closely with Kobe. He's, I mean, he worked, I mean, with the Bulls, sorry. He worked with the Bulls with Jordan, um, with Phil Jackson, and then later with the Lakers and Kobe um, and some of these other major, major athletes and teaching them how to use mindfulness for performance. So if mindfulness and meditation and all these things are kind of, they seem woo-woo to you and they seem like tree huggers or whatever you want to call it. I love that expression. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about at all. So <laughs> I've never thought that in my life. So <laughs> I encourage you to check out that book because it, it takes it from, it takes the concepts of mindfulness into which we think often is just being present and actually there's it's yes it's being present but the layers to get there are are deep right so like we talk about things for example like like right effort like right speech about those kind of things staying in growth mode versus survival mode so these are all things that he goes over in in the book and i think it's just a phenomenal way to begin because from a sports perspective it breaks this stuff down so that it helps with performance but you'll see really that that performance begins with your ability to manage your mindset okay very cool uh you did see me writing that down george mumford yes. the mindful george, athlete um, look next... him up he's phenomenal i've been enrolled in his course for some time and um i've been fortunate enough to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him and he just really makes it he puts it in a way that's not like it's just really simple in other words and it really relates to people i think in the sports world just using that language and in a way that i think makes a lot of sense so i always suggest starting with that especially if you're in the sports world and maybe you're a little resistant to some of these things you can approach it from a performance standpoint and begin to understand um, how this makes sense and how these like big time, hugely successful athletes have used these programs. No, absolutely. Appreciate the tip. Um, we're going to take a quick break again for our listeners. We're visiting with Misty Buck, one of our regulars on Wednesday Wisdom. We'll be back with some more wisdom, but uh, first let's hear from a couple of our sponsors. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Huddle for their support of Wednesday Wisdom and the podcast. Huddle has over 200,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, that use video and analytics to help their teams play better. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools. They have smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. There's always been analytics, but there's a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit them. If you wanna find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're visiting today with Misty Buck, uh, author, blogger, and uh, you know, just mental health 
uh, mental fitness uh, professional. Misty, um, for a new listener, you know, uh, walk them through just a little bit of your background as an athlete, as a coach, uh, your first book, and then I, I'm excited to hear about your second book. So uh, uh, I'm going to shut up and uh, let's hear about Misty Buck. Yeah, <laughs> let's do the Cliff's Notes version, shall we? So, <laughs> so basically, my background is, you know, I grew up in youth sports. I was a cheerleader and I later coached cheerleading. My dad was a football coach. My brother was a football player. We also did roller hockey here in Miami. <laughs> this was like one ice rink. So in the off season, it was roller hockey. So I always, always grew up in this environment of, of sports of being at the field and of a lot of this ideology of you know, competitiveness and, and these really awesome things that I've taken with me throughout my life that you learn by being a part of a team and you learn by pushing past your limits to see what you can do in sports, right? But I also learned this idea, these ideas that, you know, this was in the 90s. So it was very much when it came to emotions, walk it off, don't be weak, don't be soft, all these other things. And that was all well and fine, except that I was, you know, I was a really sensitive kid to begin with. So I'm hearing these things and I'm always constantly in the back of my head. I'm thinking, God, I'm not like the other kids. What's wrong with me? Why do I cry? Like, why do I feel so much? Right. Like I just sort of always had this thing where I never really quite felt like I fit in. And then in high school, went through some hard times and suffered with depression, including wanting to end my life and luckily was able to get the right kind of help at just the right time with that. And later into my adult life, realized I also was dealing with anxiety. I never even knew what that was. You know, I didn't know why I would wake up in college with stomach aches until years after college, I learned that was anxiety. So um, anyway, so that was sort of, that was sort of my path. And I started my first business, it's a marketing business. I still own and operate that today. We specialize in digital marketing, social media marketing. I opened that in January, 2008 and I was 26 and I was like, oh, I'm so smart. I can have a business. And so I opened, I opened this business and several years into it, I thought, you know what? I, I miss, um, actually during while I was getting the business started, I worked as a recovery coach at a residential treatment center for women who were in recovery from eating disorders. And so I did that for about a year. And as the time went on with the Martin until like, I decided to put more into the marketing business. Anyways, time went on. I was like, man, you know, I really loved coaching and cheerleading. I really loved coaching these young women as a recovery coach. And um, so I decided to get certified as a life coach. And that led me to pick my niche because they're always saying, who do you want to help? Pick your niche, right? It can get like a lot of pressure. Who's your audience? So after kind of going back and forth on some things, I was working with a coach myself and he was like, Misty, what are the things that impacted you the most? And I was like, well, I loved being a coach and coaching cheerleading and being a part of sports. And I love that world. And the toughest thing I ever overcame was, has been my battles with mental health. So gosh, why don't I put those two things together and help people? So like in 2017, I started a blog um, and focusing on, on, on helping athletes with their mental health. And that blog became a book, the athlete mental health playbook, which was published in 2020. And then I also was very fortunate last year to 
I guess for lack of a better word, team up with the Hall of Fame health program under the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I'm now a coaching contributor with them as well. So I help contribute content to their website and I'm listed as a coach with them. And that's that's been super awesome to be a part of that community and really helping to break some of the stigma by just sharing these messages. So in a nutshell, I know it's kind of a big nutshell, but the nutshell, oh, that was how I got to where I am now. I'm on my background and my credentials. So, um, and I do, I am working on my next book and my next book is sort of going to be a hybrid of these different experiences as well. You know, I just was speaking with somebody in a different interview yesterday and they were like, oh, you know, the marketing business or the coaching business, which if you had to give one up, what would you give up? And I was like, you know what? They actually run pretty parallel the more time I spend in both of them because mindset is so much about marketing. And then, you know, on the mental health and the other stuff, it, you know, or helping somebody build their business as a coach and consultant, the mindset stuff always comes into that as well. So in my next book, which I hope will be out later this year, fingers crossed, I literally just started writing it though. It's going to be, um, it's tentatively titled The Athlete Branding Blueprint. And the idea behind that one is just put, I'm gonna put together a guide on branding and marketing, but in a way that really digs into the mindset of building an authentic brand, but also how do you get past things like thought blocks, imposter syndrome, how do you get past some of those fears that come with, with that and managing expectations, but then at the same time, how do you, how do you build a brand that's really, that's really real and that really matches who you are, and I think that's, especially with the NIL stuff, I think that's becoming more and more significant, um, and that ties into mental health, because I'll give you an example, I spoke, spoke with a former athlete of a D1 football program, and he told me his life was sort of like in, in shambles at that point. He just had made all these really poor choices. And upon reflection, he realized part of the reason that he's taking personal responsibility as well. But he realizes that part of the reason he got himself into that position is because he felt like he had to be this, this character of whoever people expected him to be as a star D1 football player at this major program. and. So, and that was sort of a downfall, right? So that's part of this too, is how do you be more who you are instead of necessarily who other people expect you to be and understanding that the right opportunities and the right people are going to align with you. You don't have to be who everybody expects you to be if that's not really who, aligned with who you are. No, absolutely. We always read or hear about, you know, the former, you know, professional or Olympic athlete that's no longer you know, able to uh, perform at that level and, you know, some of their challenges transitioning. Um, that's 98% of our high school uh, kids that don't go on to college and, you know, they don't all have challenges transitioning, but uh, uh, I think it's something that very much, you know, would add to a coach's knowledge. So, uh, you know, excited to see that book come out, uh, you know, really enjoyed your first one and, and all the things you do. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, find out more, uh, where can they find out more about Misty Buck? <laughs> the, I, the easiest, I have websites I can give those out. The easiest way to reach me, though, is just through social media. So I'm most active on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. 
I'm dabbling in TikTok, but I'm most often on on Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn. And so um, on Instagram and, and LinkedIn, I mean, on Instagram and Twitter, it's the T-H-E Misty Buck. And on LinkedIn, you just look up, you know, Misty Buck in, in Miami. There's other Misty Bucks, believe it or not. So look for the one in the Miami area. And, and that's me, or you can email me at Misty at Purpose Soul, S-O-U-L, athletics.com. Okay. Uh, and again, she is very active on, on Twitter and LinkedIn. You know, check it out. Misty Buck, thanks so much for uh, being a part of Wednesday Wisdom. Yeah, thanks again for having me. I hope to come back again soon. You guys are awesome. Oh, absolutely. For listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next Wednesday for more Wednesday Wisdom and just about every day for the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. We want to thank all of our sponsors that make this possible. You know, Final Forms, the industry leader in forms. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake uh, to find out how they can help you. Uh, Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards. Uh, go to sidelineinteractive.com. We have a Sideline Interactive video board uh, or score table, excuse me, uh, in our gym. And it is fantastic. It, it's one of the best purchases I ever made as an AD. Uh, Huddle, of course, is a football coach. Uh, I used Huddle as an athletic director. We were a Huddle school, and all of our teams used Huddle. Uh, great product. Uh, go to Huddle.com for more information. Uh, Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Uh, our state association, the FIAAA, has a Wall of Fame console for our organization's Hall of Fame. And it really is impressive. You need to talk to these folks and um, let them put together a plan for you and your school. Um, hometown ticketing, of course, uh, simple and easy online ticketing. Go to hometownticketing.com. Uh, we have Jessica Upchurch with uh, What's Up uh, telling us all about what hometown ticketing can do for you and your program. And athletic surveys by LifeTrack. Uh, if you're not surveying your students and your parents, you're really missing out on a great resource. Uh, go to athleticsurveys.com, find out what they can do for you. Uh, once again, uh, we appreciate you tuning in to Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Yeah.